Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Check out Liquid IV. Listen, it's the holiday season, folks, and you and I both know hydration is paramount. Okay, if you want to get through the shopping, if you want to get through visiting the family and friends, the sports and live events, come on. Got to make sure you stay hydrated, and there's no better way that I know of than liquid IV. Okay, packed with B vitamins and all your other essential vitamins and nutrients there. Tastes great. You just take that hydration stick, you put it in a bottle of water, shake that sucker up, and enjoy. I'm telling you, shop better hydration today. In fact, if you visit liquidiv.com right now, you'll save 20% on your entire order by using the promo code Duke Loves Wrestling. That's right, Duke Loves Wrestling. No spaces, going to get you 20% off. What are you waiting for? Liquidiv.com. Enjoy. And now, let's get on with the show. You're locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. This is Michael L. Ray, the last manager, and you're listening to Duke Loves Wrestling. The last manager himself, Michael L. Ray. Welcome back to Duke Loves Wrestling Podcast, brother. How you doing? What's going on, Duke? Happy delayed holidays. Hey, same to you, man. In, in fact, how was the holiday? Because I know, you know, you're from the, the, the Puerto Rican culture, man, so I'm sure you had a lot of great presents and great food and what have you, right? Man, this year was a little different. We did it a little light. A lot of us wasn't really in the holiday spirit. Um, I know you know I'm based out of Ocala. So um, Saturday in Ocala, my niece and nephew was working at the uh, Ocala Mall. And there was an active shooter in the mall. You know, that gave us a scare of a lifetime, you know, with both of them being trapped inside a mall. Thank God nothing happened. The Marion County Sheriff's Department and, and Ocala PD, they were, they were able to uh, handle the situation as quickly as possible. But it kind of killed the holiday mood for us. So, Man, that, that is crazy, bro. Is it, so yeah. are they okay? Yeah, they're okay. You see, my nephew, you know, my nephew, even though he's been in Florida for the past, you know, three to four years, he still has that hood instincts. So as soon as he heard the second shot, he ran straight to the walk-in cooler and just closed himself in there with two workers until he was notified to leave the building. Um, That was the safest place for him. He wasn't sure what was going on. He just heard multiple shots. And, um, you know, my niece was working at the sneaker store. She was able to get out on time. You know, uh, four people were hit. One person died. It was kind of, you know, it it killed the holiday mood because... A lot of us, you know, we were in the spirit and then it was more of a how could this happen in our town town type business. The kids still got their gifts. Everything was still good. But like the adults, we we kind of felt, you know, man, we almost lost somebody we love today because of some idiot, you know. That's deep, man. That's that's real deep. And, and definitely, you know, God bless everybody 
affected by that tragedy. And, and, you know, thank goodness that your family members were able to make it to Christmas. Cause as you stated, you know, some folks, unfortunately they weren't able to because of that tragedy. Yeah. The sad part is I know you're from the Northeast. I'm from the Northeast too. Back in July last year, Governor DeSantis changed the law down here and he made it legal for you to carry a gun without a concealed weapons permit. So there's been more shootings than ever now. There's been more activity with gun violence now, now that this law has been passed. So, yeah, it was a good law to pass because you need to protect yourself. But now people out here are just shooting for no reason. You know, just I think it was about two, three weeks ago. You could look it up also. There was a Marion County officer who got shot right in front of the club, right up the road from my house where I usually do like some boxing events and stuff. And, you know, it was 48 shots. You know, so it's the gunplay out here in Florida is getting ridiculous. You know, I'm more of a put the guns down, put your fist up type of guy. But uh, well, I mean, yeah. you, you remember how it was. I know here in Boston, it was crazy, but in New York, it was even worse. You remember how it was in the 80s and early 90s, bro? Yeah, but you see, this is something, though. It was like that early 80s, early 90s, but in the 2000 eras, like right now, I don't know. I don't know about this new generation. And and it falls under the same category that we're going to talk about later when we talk about wrestling. The new generation, you know, anything past 2012 now, they're not fist fighting anymore. They're straight going to the gun. They're, they don't know how to lose, in other words. You know, back in the days, you lose a fight. You know, you shake hands, you go about your business. Nowadays, these kids would rather shoot because they're, they, they don't know how to fight. And the same thing with professional wrestling, you know. When we talk about the Florida scene, you got a lot of guys that talk, you know, reckless out their mouth. But, you know, just like uh, you you interview August Ottawa, I heard the interview. You know, something that he said there that, a lot of these professional wrestlers don't know how to fight in real life. So they're just running their lip. And it's the same thing out here in Florida. A lot of people here don't know how to fight. This new generation don't know how to fight. So they quick to pick up a gun. I'm cool with the gun being used for for safety, for hunting. But if you're going to put it out every five minutes to make a point, then you ain't no gangster to me. You're just a punk. I agree. I agree. Well said, man. Well said. And listen, you, you brought him up, so I, I, I might as well touch upon that a little bit deeper august yeah, Artois was, was on the show that was a great interview that, well, was a, well, that was a great interview i've um, never i'd never even interacted with the dude before and so that was literally our first conversation and either he is just completely um crazy in an interesting way not even in a good or bad way just in an interesting way like he's calling everybody out like that or the dude is is a, a hell of an actor, and I don't think he's a hell of an actor at all. I think that he's not. Listen, he's not acting. I know <laughs> yeah. the guy. Uh, I've never been able to work on a show with him, but I've met him, you know, through shows that I show up on. That's generally how he is. He really has only been in the industry for three three to four years, and wow. what he has done in three to four years makes all these guys, like he said, you got veterans 10, 12 years upset at him. But whose fault is that? That's not his fault. You know, the guy goes out there, he promotes himself. He looks for good bookings. He charges a decent amount. He's not out there wrestling for free. You know, he promotes himself well, where he's established himself a fan base. You know, last year they had him on the list of Florida, you know, top 100 
list, he should have been ranked top five because almost every promotion he goes to, there's there's fans that gravitate towards him and follow him. So it's like a lot of these young kids, yeah, yeah, they wrestle, yeah, they think they have a fan base, but they really don't. They really don't. They really fucking don't. They're just lucky to be on a on a large portion of shows. So all that stuff gets to their head. But a guy like August, he I know for a fact he doesn't give two shits about any of those guys. He don't give two fucks about Generation Championship wrestling. He don't give a fuck about none of that. This is the same guy who was supposed to be on AEW Dark. He had a book in the same day at AEW Dark, and he's like, I don't do rebooks. I don't cancel bookings. So you guys got to choose another date or I'm not going. And went head to head with Mark Henry on the internet. So he got, he got blackballed for that too, right? I mean, you know, man, listen, man, there's, there's, they, some people say you get blackballed, and then some people say, you know, is blackballing a real thing? Blackballs being blackballed in the industry is a real thing to a certain extent. You know, I'm blackballed on all the Spanish promotions and kissing me. You know, they won't fucking book me for nothing. But is it because of me? No, it's because, uh, one of those dudes that's on the flyer there for GCW, he likes to control the market for Puerto Rican wrestlers. So it's like if he's not getting a cut, you can't be on the show. So if Damn. you disagree or say anything he doesn't like, you know, you automatically get blackballed. But that doesn't stop me from from progressing, you know. That doesn't stop me from taking other bookings. One of the things I did want to tell you was I want to shine... I want to shine some light on something that you you do sometimes on your show that I don't agree with. So I know sometimes you talk about Jeremy Gomez, and when you have guests on, you you like to say, oh, it's a mess down there in Florida. It's not really a mess. We don't really have a mess down here. Uh, the clout that Jeremy Gomez got, he got off of this show. He Before this show, he was a nobody. After this show, he's still going to remain a nobody. The reason why people were mad about him putting himself on the flyer wasn't necessarily the flyer. It was more of a, here we go again. We just got Florida back together. We just got all these promoters back together. Here comes the email guy. And it goes back to when I was telling you last time I was on the show, um, I was too hyper. We couldn't get this the way I wanted to say it. But, you know, for a guy that claims he, he, he never sent those 100 emails to these promotions to get shut down, he was looking very suspect this week. Very suspect this week. When he was uh, defending himself and then pulling up different business sites to defend himself when you knew it was him writing the whole time. So that 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 look, that look right there looked too suspicious. And like I said, everybody here in Florida, bro, we Jeremy Gomez is not a real promoter to us because he never went to a wrestling school. He never took the the chance to learn the art of professional wrestling before he became a promoter. He was a, a food truck guy who took some guys into giving them money to start a wrestling show, and he got some, I must say, some mid-carters here in Florida to be on. But then if you look at his history, he's been on your show, and he said, I'm not going to have nobody that ever wrestled for chasing past, present, and future on a GCW show. But this upcoming show, he got like four of them. So you see how things change, right? 
So, so when you say he's got four of them, are you saying that there are people who who actively do business with Chase and Rance that are, that are? Man, look, man, he got two guys that actively do business with Chase and Rance, and he got two guys that are well known ex students of his. Well known ex students of his, like he bitched about people hiring them back in the days. That's what those emails were about. But yeah, he has them on the show. So this is where I, this is where I wanted to educate you a little bit on, on why these guys take these bookings, right? Especially the guys that are on the on the flyer, you know. Uh, no disrespect to August, I'm not talking about August. I don't really know August like that. I'm talking about the other guys that are on the flyer, the Metro Brothers. I know the Metro Brothers; they're good, solid guys. So these guys that take their bookings, they're not interested on what progression they're going to get out this show. This is a quick money grab. This is, I'm going to get whatever money I can get out of them for two or three shows until this shit shuts down. That's basically what it is. It's not, Generation Championship Wrestling has never been a major promotion here in Florida. So, like, when, when you get on and you say, you know, it's a mess down there. No, it's generally not. It was a mess three years ago. And now, we have progressed past anything you could think of right now. The state of Florida is now the new recruiting center for TNA, for NWA, for WWE, for AEW. Mostly all the extras and everything you see on TV, they're coming out of Florida. They're coming out of guys that are putting in the work in Florida. And they're not, people are not going to GCW shows to to, to scout people. What they're doing is they're going, and I can name all these promotions they're going to because they're top promotions. The promotions that draw 400, 500 people per show, you know, the lowest number they get will be 350, you know? So you got promotions, let's see, down in South Florida, you know, you got the CCW, you know, they do fucking awesome, you know? Right now, they're about to do a pay-per-view with the NWA. You know, Tampa, where Jeremy's at, you got FTW, Fight the World Productions, and you got Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling, which is run by Jay Lethal. You know, two awesome promotions in Tampa that runs solid numbers. You got Amp Wrestling down in Hudson, Florida, which is like an hour away from Tampa. Another one, Barbecue Spot. They draw good numbers. Local Pro Wrestling on 441. They draw big numbers, too. They get 200, 300, 400 400 people. Mineola, Florida. You got WXW. They draw every month consistently. They're being run by the, the Samoans. Then you got the seven kissing me promotions. I, I say seven because there's actually fucking seven. I don't know all their names because they all got like fucking weird names. And they draw. You go online, you see these Spanish shows down in uh kissing me are drawing, are drawing big numbers. Then you got down in Orlando, you got a promotion out in Orlando that's drawing. I forgot the name of it. I think it's like Prime or something like that. They draw too. So with the exception of Central Florida, which is like the Ocala. Leesburg uh, section, there's not there's not wrestling going on right now there. But Jacksonville, you got USWA, they're drawing. You got a Continental Championship Wrestling, they're drawing. You got DCCW, they're drawing. These are all promotions of Florida that are really doing big things. And you got Billy Corgan and all these people from the NWA and all these people from TNA coming down to look at the, the product. And the most people that are getting signed right now are people that are coming out of Florida and are coming out of New York. And New York, because they have good training in New York. 
good fucking excellent training in House of Glory and Johnny Rods in school. They got great training. You should see, like Masha. You seen how good Masha is doing right now in TNA? The the Russian girl, Masha. Oh, yeah. Boom. She's from Brooklyn. Excellent training. Trained by Johnny Rods and George Santi. So a lot of the things, you know, when, when you get online and you say, you know, all oh, this mess we got in Florida, it's not really a mess. It's one guy who's trying to grab on to fans that are already established in certain promotions. He's trying to reopen his promotion in that area just for a quick money grab. It's it's never gonna work. It's it's never gonna work. It's it's down here. These fans are based on what they see when they actually go to the show. If they like it, they'll come back. But they're not, how do I say? Flyers out here don't fucking do a damn thing. I'm telling you right now. So you put anybody on a fucking flyer, they're not doing nothing. It's names and location. That's how Florida's being built right now. If you got a good spot and a good area, you'll draw. If you don't, you're not going to draw. All right, so so let me let me first of all, I appreciate you coming on and and calling me out on saying Florida is a mess because you're absolutely right. For me to make a, a blanket statement about the whole state of affairs of the indie scene down there, that's not fair. So to everyone in Florida, I apologize for that. I don't mean to call your whole scene a mess, but there's certainly a lot of messy um, things going on yeah. throughout the scene. There's no question about that. Um, as far as who's sending the emails, because you, you, you brought that up the last time, and, and I got a tremendous response about that uh, the last time. A lot of people are saying that it's actually Chase and Rance himself sending those emails. Okay, and so. And I know Rance is, well, hold on one second. I know Rance is going to get pissed when he hears this, and he's, he's probably going to be reaching out to me and, and, and carrying on. I'm just letting everybody know there's a lot of folks saying that it's Rance himself sending the emails telling people that people are in business with him in order to get them shut down. If that's not true, anyone out there can prove it wrong, but I just want to make sure that I put that on the record as well there, Mike. So there was eight promoters here that got those emails, right? Jeremy Gomez was the only one, okay? The only thing he did was he made a copy of the email and showed it real quick online, but not showed the whole thing because there's a link on the bottom. So the reason why we know it's not chasing is because a lot of the things specifically that were on the emails, like especially the one with me, the one with me was a big giveaway. Why? Because I just finished arguing with uh, Bozo McGee two weeks prior to, to the emails. I just finished arguing with him online about some stupid shit he posted. And then everybody started assuming Okay, the people that work for him started assuming that I was just a drug dealer. So when the letter came out, it said narcotics trafficker, Michael L. Ray. That, there's, there's only one person that ever accused me of being a drug dealer out here, and that's been Jeremy Gomez. He's the only one that accuses me of being a drug addict. He, I'm, I'm 250 pounds. And, he, you know, the guy, you know, he'll be like, oh, you're a fucking meth head. You read it online. You're, you're a meth head. You know, meanwhile... If you look at me, I'm 250 pounds. I'm very healthy. I have a great fucking job. I've been working all my life. I don't understand where this meth and all this other shit come from because I'm a New York guy, bro. We don't do that. <laughs> we don't We do not do that junky shit. You feel me? We don't do none of that meth bullshit. None of that shit. We don't do none of that. 
So we always have me and all these other promoters always suspect the Jeremy because the promotions that got the emails were all promotions that legitimately had beef for him. Legitimately had beef for him. Like promoters that would step up to him and tell him, yo, go to fucking school, learn something. You know, go to a wrestling school, learn something. We got the emails. So it's like, you know, if it was chasing, at the end of the day, bro, I'm not a chasing fan anyway. I, I could give two shits, bro. You know what I mean? If 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 I see chasing, bro, I guarantee you, I, I, I'm more likely to smack him before one of these other dudes do. But I'm telling you, three years ago, we always we were all suspected it was him. Then once we all said it was him, he went on your show and he was like, oh, I'm closing GCW and, uh, you know, I'm doing this. I make $140,000 a year and all this stuff he said on your show. But he couldn't pay Stunt Marshall $150 that worked with him. So it's like all this stuff accumulated after the show that just made him look more and more and more suspect. And then when he came out this year with his big comeback and you saw that people were attacking him online. What was he doing that made him more suspect? He started pulling out all these business uh, uh, chats to jump on, like Big Soap Enterprise and Generation Entertainment and all this other shit. Bro, those are all fake fucking Facebook companies he got. He probably got like 10 different fucking Facebook companies. The guy was never what he said he was. Yeah, he may not. That whole Generation entertainment, suspending him. That's all fucking cap, bro. That's all fucking cap. Three years ago, I got in trouble for making fun of a fucking referee that I didn't know was 15 years old. And a lot of people told me to go online and say that OCW has released me of my managerial and ownership duties. And I was like, why the fuck would I do that? I run this bitch. I'm just going to apologize to the kid. You feel me? So that's why I don't believe nothing. Anything that comes out of his mouth, bro, is all I don't believe shit that comes out of his mouth. Well, here's the challenge that I have with that. If if that's not true, then the people working for him don't know that. And would they care? Would they actually care? Let me tell you something about the people that work with him. They all work. They all got jobs. They all work 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week. Some of them work six days a week. Some of them don't. Wrestle Noel. They're going to continue to work for him as long as he pays them more than what they get at the other promotions. So, in other words, if I get $25 in Ocala and Jamie's going to give me $75, that is my boy. That is my man. I'm wrestling for him all day. I'm going to go head to head with everybody that writes about him. So, I'm getting an extra $75 on a Saturday instead of working. That's how this new generation really thinks. They don't really got honor. They don't really got none of that shit. Integrity, none of that. A couple months ago, I send you, I send you, um, remember I send you something about chasing with the 15 year old girl? Yeah. Yeah. All right. A couple months ago, I send you that, right? And you said, wow, I think you wrote to me. I got to look for the comments. I think you wrote something like, um, and people are allowing this. And I think I told you, yeah, it's funny because her father is one of the trainers. These kids don't care about anything. I, I spoke to a wrestler personally and told him, yo, you know the school you go to, you know, that dude, that dude's a registered sex offender. My daughter's at home. I ain't worrying about where he put his dick. All right, then. Wow. You do what you do. But that's the mentality down here. What you got to understand is most of these dudes don't want to pay. 
don't want to pay. Chase and let these kids in for $20, $30 a month. So they're going to go over there and use the ring. And then what they're going to tell you is when you ask them, they're going to be like, well, I don't hang out with him outside of here. I don't do, but it's still the same shit. It's still wrong. So they don't have no honor. They don't have no respect. They don't have, you know, because they're not in real schools. When you go to a real school, you get taught all that. You know, you get taught what's right and what's wrong. Now, here's the thing, Duke. Do you think anybody from Johnny Rod's school, and I hate to say his name, but that's the strongest school I could think of in New York. Do you think anybody from Johnny Rod's school is going to come down here in Florida and wrestle for Chase and Rance? I can't see that happening. Never. Why? Because the first thing they're taught in Johnny Rod's school is the honor system. Do you think anybody from Johnny Rod's school is going to call a promoter and say, don't book that guy? No. That's not what they're taught. But down here in Florida, you don't have... You Remember you had Loki on your show? Yep. Remember he said some of the guys in Florida don't don't train until the day they have to wrestle? Yep. They have that out here. Because you got 400 fucking wrestlers living in the state. So it's easy for somebody to come up with a ring and just pay all the guys that nobody don't use, you know, for $20 and just get something going and tell everybody, you know, I'm a, I'm a wrestler now. I'm a manager now. You know, that's another, that's, that's another subject, too. The fucking manager shit is another thing fucking pissing me off in the industry. You know, because I, I work hard. You know, and it seems like everybody want to fucking put their girlfriend on in the ring or get some dude that's sponsoring the show and, and turn around and say they're a fucking manager. When guys like Bobby Heenan and, and Jimmy Hart and Bill Alfonso and Gary Hart, they all pay the waves for that word fucking manager. And these this, this generation, they got no respect. No respect. Do I think the show's still going to happen in February? Fuck yeah. It's in a festival. He's going to put that ring in the middle of there. He's going to parade and all that. It's all cap. At the end of the day, it's all cap. Michael L. Ray with some breaking news here. So he, so you're calling Jeremy Gomez and Generation Championship Wrestling out, saying that whatever this is going on over there, he being removed from the company, you don't believe it's true. So for all you yeah, GCW wrestlers, Michael Duke, L. Ray is saying something here. Duke, he loves the drama. If he didn't love the drama, why would he be replying so much to everybody that says something? He got to reply. He got to reply. My listen, I don't, I don't care what Jeremy does. I just, my only problem is, is that I'm, a, I'm a real manager in this business. I take pride in that. You know, I've been to seminars, I've been to wrestling schools, I done, got my ass whipped by the best. I'm not some. Some fucking dude that couldn't make it and decided to be a wrestler. I'm a dude that wanted to be a manager, period. But I did the training because I don't want I bro, I want to get hit. I want to look real like Joe Gertner and them. I want to get, you know, I want to be in there. I want to be recognized and I want people to remember me. That's why any show you ever go to, and I'm on it. I'm always coming out with new talent. I do my job. I'm here to enhance people. I'm not here to take the microphone. I'm not here to make everything by myself. When I ran Adrenaline uh, Wrestling, you can ask everybody. We did 10 shows. I didn't come out not once. And it was my fucking show. I didn't come out once. Why? Because it wasn't about me. It was about the show and the wrestlers and the product. That's what people lack here. People lack here in Florida. They lack the respect part and the honor part. 
Do you know how many people here in Florida will call promoters and make a big thing if another wrestler goes and wrestle instead of minding their fucking business? But two weeks ago, those same individuals, when CM Punk made his debut in WWE and said that line, I'm only here to make money. I'm, I'm only here to uh, make money, not friends. Those same people up on fucking on Instagram and everything fucking reposting that shit. And I had to be the one to be like, nope, you guys are all fucking liars. All cap, all of you guys. So, so let me ask you this, Mike, because you're, you're, you're coming in hot on here. And I know these are all great uh, sound bites. People are going to lose their mind when they hear you back on the show. Um, let me play devil's advocate for a second. If Gomez was fired from the company, now this guy, I don't know what his day job is. I don't know him like that, but he lost his wrestling thing. Based on the fact that he's able to generate so much interest, you see what he does. You see people talking about the whole industry. Damn, there is talking about this guy. Would but you does do it bring business people? With him? Now, before you even finish, I'm gonna cut you off. Does it bring people to his event? All the drama he does online. Does it bring people to his event? This thing about having good heat and having bad heat. That's a good question. I thought he owned. Now, you know, there's a question about that. So let's say he managed the biggest food truck rallies in the world. Guinness Book of World Records would have you. As far as the wrestling shows, he always has it tied in. I'm going to tell you what Jeremy is. And anybody who's listening right now, I'm I'm not going to say his name, but you guys all know who I'm talking about. It's a guy down in South Miami that swears he's an owner. I'm not even going to say the promotion, but most of us know who he is. I'm going to give him the name Skeletor. That's the name I'm going to give him because that's how he fucking looks. (laughs) Now, Skeletor says he's the owner. Tells everybody, come here, come there. We all know who's the owner. But the reason why that promotion lets him get away with all this stuff, saying he's the owner, he's this, he's that, is because the real owner doesn't have time to go to these venues and look for venues and book and all that. The real owner owns a a towel company and he's more focused on his day-to-day operations because his style company is in five different states. So he's not really trying to fucking fuck with wrestling and all the crying and all the shit that these people do. So he got this one individual to take on that. And believe it or not, that's that's 70% of fucking booking wrestling is dealing with the crybabies. So he got the one guy dealing with the crybabies. He's fucking good at it. And then, you know, when the show starts, he gets a little spy. He thinks he's one of the boys. But everybody knows he's not one of the boys. It's just like Jeremy. Jeremy's very fucking good at what he does for for Generation Entertainment. He's good. He'll go out there. He'll fucking look for food trucks because he doesn't have nothing else to do. So he'll go look for food trucks. He'll go look for this. He'll go look for that. And, And he'll get all these people to come. But that's for food. That's not for wrestling. Whenever he's gotten a venue for wrestling, he's never done well. Actually, he started the trend out here where you push all your fans in front of the hard camera so it could look like you got fans. But in reality, if you push the hard camera back, the fucking building's empty. So these guys, you know, they're they're not real promoters. They're not real. You know, they don't fucking draw like they supposed to. You know, I I went to a show the other day, you know, uh, the NWA show people talking crap oh when 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 the the old nwa was in this building 
There was 4,000 people here. Well, you know what? The old NWA have fucking Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> this NWA don't. And they were able to get 1,500 Floridians to pack that house. Could there have been more? Of course there could have been more. But 1,500 people showed up. That's a fucking win for me. Would you do business with the guy? Depends on what the business is. I, 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 the Part of the reason why I really don't do business with him is because I can't respect anybody that don't call you on your phone and talk to you man to man. And I can't respect anybody that invites people to fight them but calls the cops when they get there. Don't invite me to fight you and then call the cops when I get there. That's one of the problems what I got with two individuals that's on this on this flyer. They they wanted to squash a beef we had. I went to go meet up with them. Those motherfuckers had me in front of a precinct. And still, after we made peace and we shook hands and we left, about three hours later, they were telling all the Puerto Ricans, oh, yeah, we almost had to smack them. Like, you know, that conversation didn't go like that. So doing business with Jeremy, the only business I would do for him is is if he really needs a high-paid wrestler to go to his show and he can't get the number or something. That's the only thing I would do. I never hold that on anybody. If I'm connected to somebody and you need to get a hold of that person, I don't stay with the number or ask you to put me on your show if you get this guy on. I don't do that. That's, that's, fucking, that's fucking dumb. You know, there's one individual right now doing that. You know, he's getting all his bookings because he's friends with Enzo. He's 45 years old. Never fucking wrestled nowhere else. Now that he's friends with Enzo, he's fucking everywhere. I don't do that. If you need Eddie's number, if you need Chris Masters' number, if you need any of the guys that I fuck with number, I'll just straight. I'll call them first, let them know, hey, I got a book on this date that needs you. All right, here's the number. Call them, and I'll connect you. That's the only thing I'll probably do for him. But running in my ring and helping him promote. No, nah, fuck no. I'm not doing none of that. It's not. I don't like empty shows. And if I and if I do go to a show and it's not crowded, you know, there's a show that I go to that I, I perform and it's not generally crowded like it should be, but it's full of kids and I love it. And I'd rather work in a show with 70 fucking kids than 100 adults any day of the week. So so where do we go from here, Mike? I mean, you know, 2024 is coming up and I just, it's going to be a lot of big name wrestlers who are back on the market. You know, the, the, the market's going to be saturated, possibly oversaturated with people who are just on TV. Where does that leave everyone else, including managers who are on the Florida scene? Can Because, you know, these promotions, they only got so much money. They can only draw so much. So where do we go from here? I'm going to tell you the same thing. So I'm not even going to say his name because I, I don't like blowing up who talks to me just because people go back and fucking do weird shit. A very well-respected manager gave me a tryout recently and told me what you need to do to get signed. And it's all marketing. It's all getting yourself out there. It's not a promoter doing it. It's getting yourself out there. It's like what August is doing right now. This morning I went online. August is going, on, going to the UK, and he put up his own flyer with the August Artois UK tour. That's what you need to do. You need to heavily promote yourself. If you're not wrestling, let's say the, if you're not wrestling for the whole month of June or July, bro, put out some content because what they're looking for is content. What they're looking for is athletic ability. And the number one thing these promote these fucking federations 
are talking about is they don't like bad habits. So if you have a match and you have and you're debuting, whatever that agent says, you fucking do. If you have NWA tryout or a TNA tryout and fucking they tell you, yo, we need you to stand in front of our camera and don't fucking move. Don't fucking move. Do what they say. And I guarantee you, you'll be out there. You, you, you'll get more popular and you'll get what you want. And if you don't get what you want, bro, look, the goal, everybody know the goal is WWE. We all know that. The, my goal is WWE is all that. But let's be realistic. Shoot for MLW, shoot for TNA, shoot for these other places. And if you're going to work the indies, work on the indie shows that matter. And when you do work on indie shows, don't be a fucking spot monkey. Because that's what they, they do not like spot monkeys. All that fucking flipping and flopping dumb shit that you're doing, that's why everybody's getting hurt in AEW. Wrestle like a wrestler. And if you don't know what that means, go to a legit wrestling school with a Hall of Fame or somebody that's actually been in the business and 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 say the same thing I said. I learned that from Loki. Wrestle like a wrestler. Michael, all right. Well, listen, man, if, if there's anybody listening right now, including... Uh... Some of our uh, loyal listeners who are in some of the big name companies there, if they're looking for a manager who talks to talk, walks to walk like Michael L. Ray, what's the best way folks can get in touch with you? I'm on Instagram, Michael L. Ray fans. I'm on Facebook, Michael L. Ray. I'm on TikTok. I'm on uh, those are the main three things I'm on right now. My TikTok, I just rebuilt because I got shadow banned. I had almost thirty five thousand fans on tiktok and i don't know i woke up one morning and i didn't have a tiktok um so i restarted it generally duke i i appreciate you duke you know you you're a good journalist man i didn't you know i didn't mean to come at you like the way i did with the old florida's a mess thing i respect your journalism this is how i started i started as a journalist for bill after for his uh podcast that he had called ring fever with paul ween and joe gertner and jose the guardian angel and um, I respect what you do, but, you know, not all these guys that come on your show, they're not fucking legit, man. They, they took, look, you had Rudy on your show, right? Rudy Boy Gonzalez, one of, one of the original guests of Duke Loves Wrestling history and always uh, welcome back. He comes on at least once a year. Man, I was on the show with Rudy. And if that's not the most professional guy in this business, I don't know what to tell you. But that's a guy that, I will ask first, you know, I'll ask him, I'll ask him questions before I, I, I think something and say it on, on, on air, because, you know, I'm not saying it's your fault, but a lot of people really thought Jeremy Gomez was like big shit in Florida when he fucking wasn't, you know, he kind of overcasted some of the, you know, his bullshit is not, it, it's overshadowing the positive stuff out here. And we got a lot of stuff out here, not a lot of stuff, good, positive stuff that whoever's listening don't be afraid. Rewind this interview. Hear some of the federations that I said and hit them up. Send your tapes. And if you have a problem getting on the show, hit me up. Sometimes I, I you know, I can't promise you something, but sometimes I work magic. You know, sometimes these bookers, they fucking respect me and they'll put you on the show. If there's one thing you can count on is Michael L. Ray is not going to hold his tongue. I mean, goodness gracious. He put people over. He buried people. Did it all and then some. Talked about uh, his family and, and once again, you know, heartfelt best wishes and, and what have you to everyone affected by that tragedy shooting in the mall there down in Florida that 
Michael spoke about. And unfortunately, some folks did not make it out of there. Uh, but, you know, again, to their families, to everyone who was able to make it out, what have you. Goodness. You know, heart goes out to you. Uh, it, it's interesting. You know, the, the whole Florida thing. Florida is is a mixed bag. There are definitely aspects of that scene that are absolutely a mess, but that doesn't mean, you know, that the whole state of affairs, independent wrestling in Florida is a mess. So, you know, Mike was right. Appreciate him calling me out. He's not the only one. A lot of folks down there have. Um, so, and that's what you should do. I, no one is above being redirected or, or questioned or challenged on what they say, you know, and, and I'm not a generally a blanket statement guy, but it, when, when everything that you're hearing in the moment is about one specific area and there's just so many people with crazy story after crazy story, then it's easy to get wrapped up in that sensationalism. But no, good point. Good point. It's not all Florida. And if what has been announced is in fact true and, you know, Jeremy Gomez is removed from Generation Championship Wrestling, then who knows? Maybe they'll be moving in a direction where a guy like Michael L. Ray will be sending big names to them like he's offered to do for others. You never know. You know, Mike has pointed out that he's connected to some big names. So, you know, for the folks in Generation Entertainment, that may be somebody that you want to connect with and see if he can help bring some names in there for uh, the shows. Who knows? Who knows? Because it seems there's a there's a uh, desire for folks down in Florida to all come together, pull resources and find a way to at least coexist together and help out when you can help out. Right. So there's enough out there for everybody, for sure. Listen, that is not the last episode of Duke Les Rousing podcast for 2023. We got one more coming up. I think I'm going to drop that one on New Year's Eve. And literally, one of the hottest uh, independent wrestlers out there today, in my opinion, you know, she's bubbling right now. I think that in 2024, she's going to blow up big, uh, despite the fact that her name is Tiny Thonnelly. You know, I keep saying her name, but I'm telling you, folks, you want to hear her story. Uh, but you definitely got to check out her work as well, because she is the suplex queen. No question about it. And it's amazing. You know, she is a slayer of dragons, the whole nine yards there. Interesting conversation, fantastic conversation with a a highly talented, highly gifted person, Tiny Thonnelly. You'll get that on New Year's Eve. Once again, thank you, Michael L. Ray, for joining us this week. Duke Loves Wrestling on Facebook, on Twitter, DukeLovesWrestling at gmail.com. Let me know what you think, as always. And uh, oof, I tell you, I've, I've been catching... A lot of heat, man. I've been catching a lot of heat just for for covering this stuff, you know, and, and it's not even so much covering the subject, but it's why didn't you talk about this? Why don't you talk about that? What about this? What about that? So it's and I love that. I love it because it, it, it lets me know people are paying attention, lets me know people care. So and I'm always willing to continue discussions, you know, get it right or at least try. Right. That's what we're here for. Anyways, until next time, be kind to yourselves and be kind to others. Take it away, Tony Schiavone.
This is Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling. <laughs>